Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Guilty Mom. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode where Joe talked about dad guilt or lack thereof for him. (laughs) I got a lot of really great feedback on that episode or for that episode. And I thank you guys, all of you who had compliments, who had very nice things to say about my husband. And believe it or not, I I have not received as of yet any any negative comments about what he had to say, (laughs) which I found a little bit surprising. But anyway... Today, I want to talk about something that obviously affects my life. I always talk about things that affect my life in some way, shape, or form. And really, when I choose a topic for discussion, for whatever I'm going to opine on, I normally pull from recent events, from things in my personal life, from things that I see within my within my social circle and within... On, a re- on social media, oh my goodness, social media provides a lot of the material for my for my episodes, for at least for the topics that I choose. And something that I mentioned last last episode was that I wanted to record a podcast episode with Joe about how we raise our kids or our parenting philosophy and stuff like that, which I still want to do, but I feel like this episode is going to touch a lot on one particular aspect of our parenting philosophy and the the way that we parent um, our kids. So you might hear, might be a little redundant maybe the, the next episode that I record with him, but I felt like it was important to incorporate this into what I wanted to talk about today because it just, again, it, it's my opinion and it's the, it speaks to the topic at hand, which is this world doesn't owe you a damn thing. (laughs) And I think, I hope that I end up going with that title. Uh, The title of the episode as of right now is this world doesn't owe you a damn thing, girlfriend. And it goes for men as well as women. But I always say girlfriend, because that's just how I talk. And I'm sure you could uh, hear me say that when you read the, the title of the episode. So I kind of want to start with a little bit of context. The reason that I wanted to even talk about this or to even make this a topic of discussion for the podcast is recent events. So recently within the American society, there have been a lot of shifts towards, I would say, more autonomy or perceived autonomy. There has been a push for human rights, for American rights, for our rights as as Americans and for our rights as human beings, our individual rights and liberties. And I feel like this is, I actually think it's a good thing. I do. I actually think like it's not a good thing to have rights, right? Of course it is. Um, But I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not advocating against human rights and and individual liberties and, and, and the rights to our own bodies and our everything, right? What I'm saying is it's a good move and it's a good shift. I think historically the American society has had pretty rigid standards on, um, on defining oneself, on defining the person 
as as anything really like you had to define your gender you had to define your political affiliation you had to define um where you stood on certain things and now i feel like uh, as a society in general there's been a push for uh, you don't really have to define yourself you don't really have to check off a box why should we have to do all of these things and i think that that's great i think i think that we're going in the right direction of what was otherwise a pretty rigid set of standards um and then in the midst of all of this you know there's been other debates going on. There's things like the abortion debate and more recently and perhaps something that really kind of pushed me to talk about this is the vaccine debate. And, you know, just this whole idea of government and people in power imposing things on the general public because of whatever it might be that they believe, right? I don't want to talk about abortion and vaccines specifically what i want to talk about is this idea of or this frame of mind kind of this mindset of thinking that we are owed something from everyone from the government from our neighbors from our friends from people that are supposed to care about us from our families from everywhere we as Americans have this great sense of entitlement like we should be given everything without any questions being asked okay and this might be I mean it might sound extreme but this is how I see it and I'm gonna say it again and I say it every time this is a podcast of opinion and if you don't like my opinion you don't have to listen to it you can just press pause or you could just not open it <laughs> So this is how I feel about it. I feel like there has to come a point in all of these debates, and but specifically in your life in general, where you have to take accountability for your own choices. And you have to take accountability for your own life and the direction in which your life goes. This is something that my husband and I are extremely proud of instilling in our children or at least attempting to instill in our children particularly in our daughter who is 10 now you know we've told her since she was able to understand i mean she was uh, i believe she was four and a half when joe and i met so he is her father i mean he has raised her and ever since then and even before then when i was a single mother we've told her if you want something done right you need to do it yourself if you want something done in the way in which you would like for it to be done you have to do it yourself nobody is going to do it for you and especially because she's a woman we tell her as often as we possibly can it's not a good thing to be enchanted with this world I mean, it really isn't. When it comes down to it, the only person that you truly have to count on at the end of the day is yourself. When you are a child, obviously, you've got to depend on your parents for safety, for biological needs, for um, emotional needs, for, every, for everything. You depend on your parents. 
And this is why we teach her this now, because it's like we tell her, there's going to come a day when you have to be self-reliant and you might as well start now. You might as well start learning now what that means and how valuable it is. You know, I've sat her down and told her, if, if you know Emily, you know that she, my daughter, my 10-year-old daughter, you know that she is an extremely eloquent child and she is very intuitive. We've gone as far as calling her precocious before. Um, she's wise beyond her years, I feel like. I don't, and, and by that I mean wisdom, not necessarily um book smart or or like intelligence right but even though she is a very smart little girl she's very intuitive and she knows how to solve her problems and this i think is a result no it is a direct result of how we have raised her you know she since the time she was i don't know five she starts kindergarten you know she would come home and say oh so and so is picking on me or I had this problem here and like I said she's always been able to articulate her feelings very very well so she would come home and tell us you know this is a problem and instead of telling her you know instead of throwing a pity party for her or saying I'm going to go talk to the principal unless it was an extreme case of course I, I would definitely just go talk to the principal right away but if it was a problem that her father and I saw a solution to and a solution that she could implement herself, we would guide her to that solution. So she would sit there and tell us this and this and this, you know, and we would tell her, okay, well, what do you think you should do about that? Well, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, how am I supposed to know you? Well, it's because I feel bad doing this. Okay. okay, and why do you think that? You know, I mean, it's an exhaustive process. We would sit there with her for as long as it took for her to come to some sort of resolution. Like, oh, well, if I do this and this and this, this is how I'm going to resolve this issue. This is how I'm going to get myself out of it. And as she got older, she kind of started, I think she started realizing that that's what we were doing that we were trying to get her to solve her own problems when she was able to rationalize a little bit more and I mean she called us out on it and she was looking at it from a negative perspective so she would say well you guys well why don't you just go and and solve this problem for me why don't you just go and do this and that's when we started telling her and we kind of clued her in on what it is that we are doing as parents and I told her I said Emily in this world we will not always be here for you first of all and secondly in this world you need to take care of yourself you need to be able to rely on yourself and take accountability for the choices that you make and how you resolve conflict you think it is not a good thing to think that somebody is going to save you, Emily, because let me let you in on something. Nobody's coming. And it seems like a harsh thing to say to a child. I know it does because I've gotten it, you know, from from family before where like, well, that's kind of harsh, you know, don't say. But this is the reality of things. 
I want her to be prepared for life. And I, and I tell her every chance that I get, nobody will do things for you the way that you will do them for yourself. And I use myself as an example. You know, when I got a divorce, I hadn't even finished my, my undergraduate degree. I hadn't finished it. And I was making, I don't know, like $800 maybe every two weeks when when I separated from my ex-husband. My daughter was an infant. She was six weeks old when I left my marriage. And for as much as everyone cares, and th these are the things that I tell her as well, there are people who love you, who will say that they will do anything for you, who will be there for you for the most part. But when it gets very hard, Everybody has their own life, honey. Everybody has something else to take care of. Nobody is going to fix your problems. Nobody is going to take accountability for you. You need to do it. So it was a harsh lesson that I had to learn as I was when I was in my 20s, you know. And to be fair, I've always been a pretty independent and self-reliant person just in general. But that's when I really, really had to become self-sufficient. And so we're, I mean, we're talking, I had never, <laughs> I don't think I had, maybe but once or twice. And I was married for five years, I think at that point. I don't remember. But anyway, I, I used to never pump gas in my vehicle. My ex-husband would do that. Just simple stuff like that, that I was like embarrassed the first time after we separated that I had to go, that I had to pump gas in my vehicle because I kept, I would keep parking it to the wrong side. Like I wanted it, I thought it was on the passenger side, but it was on the driver's side. And you know, little things like that, I had to learn to do everything by myself. And so, like I said, my daughter was six weeks old when I left and I was making bare minimum. I don't even think I was making 20, no, I was, I, I know I was not making even $20,000 a year at the job, in the job that I was in. And so immediately, I mean, I did not waste a second. I knew it. I went into this like, nobody's going to help me. I need to get myself out of this. I went into this mode mostly because I knew that my family had raised concerns for years about my marriage. And I thought, I cannot give anybody a reason to think that I'm a failure or that I cannot do this. Or like, hey, I told you so. Now look at you. And my entire family can attest to this. I had help from no one. The only thing that I did do was move back into my mother's house. I paid her to live with her, to, to have a room there with her because, you know, I wasn't, I couldn't afford a, an apartment by myself at yet. And I wanted to go back to school. So I needed her to either watch my child while I was at school or, you know, to pick her up from daycare or something. I needed some sort of help from her and she was happy to do it and but I had to pay her I've this is I think uh something that people I at least I know my sisters would always like tell me yeah whatever well mom watches the baby like for 
free for you. I'm like, no, she does not. I pay mom probably more than I'd pay a daycare. But because I knew that she wasn't going to have better care than with my mother. So anyway, I had to find that income from somewhere. So I said, all right, I got to do this. I went back to school. I took seven classes in one semester, which is exactly the number of classes that I needed in order to obtain my degree, to finish my undergrad degree. I took seven classes in one semester. I worked a part-time job bartending on the weekends, and then I still worked my full-time job. So it was exhausting, to say the least, but it was something that I absolutely had to do in order to reach my goals. Because like I said um, earlier, nobody was going to do it for me. Nobody was going to help me to the point that I needed the help, to the extreme amount of help that I would have needed. So instead, I, and instead of wallowing, you know, in my pity or throwing a pity party for myself or saying, you know, woe is me. Now, what am I going to do? I can't, you know, I just took action and I did what I had to do to get ahead. And I did get ahead. I, I, completed my degree. I found a job right after I completed my degree. And then right after that, you know, I thought, oh my God, like I need to do, if I want to get into higher education, if I want to do anything else now, I have to get a master's degree because a master's is the new bachelor's. Everybody's got a bachelor's degree now. And, you know, I, I started researching master's programs and I knew for myself that it wasn't feasible to go to a brick and mortar school every single day um and to get into the masters the masters programs that I was looking at specifically I was weren't available in my town so I start looking online I start finding the best uh programs that I can find online and and hybrid programs where I could meet in person and 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 online and the most affordable things and how can I afford school because I'm not going to put myself into all this debt to to go to school. Um, and, you know, so I had to take on, I had to take accountability for myself, for my, for my dreams, for my goals, for the things that I wanted. And I never, ever, ever, and I can honestly, I mean, hand to God tell you this, I have never in my journey for education, for self-improvement, for my own career, for finance, financial um, gain. I've never depended on anyone but myself. And I, mostly that's because I've always had the mentality of nobody's going to give me the help that I need. Nobody is going to do it the way that I would do it. And I'm not saying that the way that I do it is right, but for me it is. You know, the way you do things is right for you. And no one is going to do it the way that you would. So that's something that I, that we, both my husband and I, try to instill in our children. That type of mentality. And it's definitely not a mentality of the world is against you. Because the world isn't against you. But newsflash, the world isn't always on your side either. Most of the time, they're not. The world isn't on your side. The government isn't on your side. Your your very close friends aren't always on your side with everything, nor your family. You know, so you have to have a mind of your own, 
And you have to have the drive to do things for yourself. Because I'm going to say it again, nobody else is going to do it for you. So this is why I bring up things like the, like abortion and even schooling, you know, going, um, going to traditional school versus homeschooling your children, the vaccine debate, all of these things. Because, I mean, really, let's face it, the government is what controls a lot of that stuff, right? The government will eventually end up regulating or not regulating or strongly regulating or not as strongly regulating certain things, right? We really don't have, besides going out to vote and putting our voice, uh, uh, you know, letting our voices be heard or whatever it is that we, that we say, um, the only real thing that, that we can do is to go out and vote for or against these things, right? And that's true. And it's great. And I'm, gr- I'm so glad that we live in a society that allows us to do that. However, things will not always go our way. And this is where I kind of came up with this, like nobody owes you anything just because you want something to turn out the way, a a certain way doesn't mean that it's going to. And this is where, this is why I want my daughter to understand that She needs to take accountability for her own choices because if something isn't going to go her way, if something doesn't turn out the way that she sees fit or that she sees or that she has planned for herself or for her vision for the world, for society, for the community that she lives in, if it were to not turn out in her favor, she needs to still be able to pick herself up and keep going with her life plan because the world isn't going to stop because she's upset about it. The world isn't going to stop because all of a sudden she didn't, things didn't go as planned, right? She's got to find both my daughter, my ch- all of my kids at some point that they, they have got to find a way to keep going. This is a lesson that I really, really need for my kids to learn. And just to take it kind of back full circle for, you know, why I started with um, abortion and, and schooling and, and all these debates out right now. I don't typically, within my podcast episodes, flat out state what side of the fence I'm on with as it pertains to politics and, and, and things like that, because mostly because I don't want to. And secondly, because I don't care to argue with anyone about um where they stand with these things, right? Like, I'm going to say it again, and I say it over and over again. This is just my opinion here. And I don't look to fight with people about it. <laughs> like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Take it or leave it. And also, I don't know enough about any of these things. Like, I'm not like a super, I have not mastered all of these debates going on, whatever. I believe what I believe, and I don't need to explain to you why I do or don't. Right. Just like I don't care to hear why you do or don't. But I'll give you just an example. Um, let's say with in the in the abortion debate, I am which might come as actually a, a little bit of a surprise to people, because if you really know me, you know that I lean a little more conservatively to, to the conservative side. Um, but something that I guess would surprise people is to know that I'm pro-choice in the abortion debate. I just am. I have my reasons for it, which, again, I don't need to explain to anyone. Um, but I am. But Let's say I were 
young 18-year-old girl, you know, and I was pro-choice. And if the government tomorrow said abortion is legal, they, they completely just regulate abortion and you can't do it. I wouldn't, you know, with this, with the frame of mind that I live with, my mindset, I wouldn't be like, fuck, man, the, well, this is crazy. You know, I, I mean, it, it is crazy. Obviously, I think so, because like I said, I'm pro-choice. Um, I would think that it's crazy, but would it be life ending for me? No. I mean, at that point, well, you can't do it, can't do it. Now you have to what can you do is what I'm trying to get at. We have all this red tape everywhere that, that the government puts in place, that, that society puts in place, that we put in place oftentimes, right? And so there are certain things that, well, you can't do this. <sighs> okay, well, I can't do that. But what can I do in order to reach the goal that I want to be able to reach, in order to live the quality of life that I want to live? So what I'm trying to say is if, if abortion were regulated tomorrow and I were an 18-year-old girl, my thoughts would be, okay, well, my life is not over. Now I just have to take more responsibility for myself. <laughs> what can I do so that, so that this will affect me in the least possible way? Too many people, I feel like, don't have that mindset. A lot of people, if something like that were to happen, would say, I, well, now I just can't do this and now my, my life is over. And maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but my life is completely altered to the point of no return. And it's like, well, no, no. I mean, there's you you still have options. You have choices. We don't live in a time where you can't take responsibility for your own choices and you can still do something. You just can't have an abortion now. Okay, well, I can't have an abortion. So what should I do then? Well, maybe I should um, have protected sex or be on birth control or, you know, whatever. And yes, before you come at me with this whole like, what about rape victims? What about people who have incest? We're not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about you in general, take still having options besides, um, oh, I just can't do this. You know, I think people are so blinded and by their own anger sometimes at the fact that things don't always turn out the way that we expect them to, that they forget that they should have personal accountability and that there's still personal freedoms and personal, just the freedom, just the, the fact that we have free will. You know, we're not told what to do every single second of our life is should be enough for for you to not wallow in this self-pity that a lot of people wallow in you know that a lot of people do so that's what I'm that's what I want to get at you know in life you either do or you don't you either take care of yourself or you don't you either take accountability for yourself, you take responsibility for the things that you do and the things that you don't do, or you expect other people to take accountability and responsibility for you, you know, which is a very sad thing to me and something that I don't think that neither myself nor my, my husband do and hopefully my children won't do. But the point is, nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes you a damn thing. And it's very naive to think that we are owed something just because we're human. It is in human nature to be selfish and to do for oneself before doing for the group. It is, it just is. And it's, 
I think it's something that's very hard for a lot of people to understand. A lot of people want to kind of go against that. And it's a lot of wishful thinking. And like I said earlier, enchantment with the world, like, oh, no, this world is good. Somebody will help me. Somebody, no, they, I mean, sometimes they will. There are good people out there. They're very good people out there, but there's also very bad people out there. And there's also people that are indifferent. And so what I'm trying to teach my daughter is don't expect people to save you because it's no one's responsibility to save you. Nobody carries that burden, you know, besides your parents, but no one else has to do for you. You have to do for yourself if you want to get to wherever it is that you want to be. And that is what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the things that I talk about, I pull from my own life experience, from life in general, from things that are going on in the world, from things that I see within my within my own social circle with, you know, and it's just things that I want to talk about. And if you don't want to hear it, don't hear it. And that's okay. That's totally okay. But some of you do like to hear it. I don't know if it's just to pass the time and bullshit or... <laughs> Because you actually care about anything that I say. I know a lot of women that listen to my podcast will say, um, you know what I do, Lily, is I put it on my Bluetooth speaker and I start cleaning the house and I'm just listening to you and I'm like cracking up or I'm agreeing with you or I'm like, "Ah, I don't know about that or whatever, you know, which is great. I'm so excited that so many people have taken to it the way that that they have. It was great to record (laughs) this and get this off my chest a little bit. I think the season I I want to end with uh, a personal story. I have found that you guys like like storytelling from me Um, when I tell you funny stories or whatever. I'll have people come up and say, I couldn't stop laughing when you when you were talking about Joe doing this and when you talked about the kids doing this and whatever. And I think it just makes people feel like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm not like the only dumbass that did this or whatever. Um, But anyway, just look out for those next few episodes and hopefully we can make it to 10. Thank you guys so much for listening. Give me your constructive or not so constructive feedback and I will see you guys next time.